0: This is Winter's Breath. He's an elf from the Home Office. Can I have your attention for a moment because you're talking about what? You're talking about the hammer? bitching about the quality of your wood? Some pixie you're trying to screw? Let's talk about something important. Put that cocoa down. <laughs> cocoa is for cobblers only. You think I'm screwing around? I am not screwing around. I am here from Chris Kringle. I'm here from the North Pole, and I am on a mission of mercy. Your name is Honeydew? Yeah. And you call yourself an elf, you son of a bitch? <laughs> hey, I don't have to listen to this. You certainly don't, pal, because the good news is you're fired. The bad news is you've got, all oh, you've got one week to regain your jobs, starting with tonight's build. Mm-hmm. Oh, have I got your attention now? Good. Because we're adding a little something to this month's toy contest. As you know, first prize is a shiny new toboggan. Anybody want to see second prize? Second prize is a box of candy canes. Third prize is you're fired. Everybody get the picture. You laughing now? Huh? You got tools. Santa paid good money for those tools. You can't build with the tools you have. You can't build garbage. You are garbage. Hit the bricks, pal, and beat it because you are going out. Hey,
1: hey our tools are weak.
0: Your tools are weak. The effing tools are weak. You're weak. I've been in this business for 615 years. Hey, what's your name? Screw you. That's my name. And you want to know why, mister? Because you rode a hedgehog to work, and I got here on a talking moose. That's my name. <laughs> Remember, boys and girls always A, always B, B, C, closing. Always be, clo- co- always be cobbling, always be cobbling. <laughs> Third and long, Prescott runs it up the middle. 15, 10, 5! Diving to the one.
2: How'd you get inside that cloud? Also, how could you eat an entire box of Pop-Tarts and still be this high?
0: This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! <laughs> wars in this there's wars in this Avengers Assemble
3: Welcome back. It's the 0 to 100 podcast. I'm your host William C. Walker Jr. So, I apologize. It's been a couple of weeks since I posted my last episode. Uh, which was episode 47, so you're listening to episode 48, Always Be Closing, or We Bought a House Part 2. So in this episode, I'm actually joined by my brother Ricky, and um, similar to when I was speaking to Christina in the last episode, I get um, his experience in terms of how the differences between when he bought his first house and his second house uh and then i talk about my experience with the closing and also in this episode i am joined by my amazing wife and we actually kind of go through our experience in the closing of our house which was a bit of an ordeal <laughs> that wrapped up the overall experience and um we just talk about the stuff that we learned uh in, in regards and, and um, lessons that we will take with us when we eventually probably uh, buy another house, which is you know way down the line, we got plenty, plenty of time. But overall, we're incredibly happy with the house that we do have, uh, and uh, in fact, we're having a virtual housewarming party upcoming this weekend. So, also in this episode, continuing the. Marvel Cinematic Universe re-review I've already watched uh, Iron Man and Iron Man 2 uh, up next is Thor Uh, even when I was recalling trying to re-watch all of the Marvel movies in order I just realized that I hadn't watched The Incredible Hulk yet so I will try to get that one in um, yeah I'll, I'll try to get that one in next but didn't have any guests to join me with the re-review for this one so it's just me but uh re-watched Thor and my thoughts on it doesn't it stay the same from when I first saw it uh compared to now I'll give you my thoughts on that <clears throat> and also in this episode uh <laughs> because the uh what's now the number one billboard single WAP by Cardi B featuring Megan Thee Stallion a uh, lot of reaction to their video and to their song and i find it so humorous even my reaction to it and it, it it's i don't know it's, it's so weird it was so weird to me even when it when i first saw the video for it in particular um and all the different reactions to it i just find very very amusing and uh my wife jumps on with me and we kind of talk about that very briefly so, it's a action-packed full episode. Again, I apologize for the delay. So, up next is the conversation that I had with my brother Ricky in regards to the differences when he purchased the house the first time and the second time. We talk about that. And then you'll hear my, the conversation with my wife as well as we talk about our experience in closing house. You're listening to the Zero to 100 Podcast, episode 48. the zero to 100 podcast and tonight i am joined by my brother ricky what's up rick hey what's going on so i wanted to have you on uh because i just finished well we closed on our house and we've been here for about a week now and so Mm -hmm. i wanted to one pick your brain a little bit and your experience when because you bought two houses and very similar to like when I was talking to Christina about what her experience was, I wanted to see how it compared to mine and Shalee's since this was our first house. So Mm -hmm. to start, you bought two houses. Was Mm -hmm. the process easier the second time around or was it better the first time? Uh, So
1: both both times were... um, weren't experienced. Obviously, I remember the second time more than the first time, because the first time was like 12 years ago or something. But um, I just, if I had to say what was easier, I guess maybe the second only because it was faster from beginning to end, because I bought a house, you know, that was as is and it went a lot quicker. Like I remember, I pretty much saw the house, um, looked at it, you know, figured I wanted it, wanted to put an offer on it. And And like within a week or whatever, you know, we were like moving in the direction of um, setting up a closing date and all that type of stuff. And then like the closing was like maybe originally was supposed to be a month later. So the first time I bought the house, so because it was new construction, I think we started the process in October and then we didn't finally close on the house until sometime in May or whatever. So. Um, it was just longer and it was hoops and stuff that you had to jump through. Um, I, I can't really say which one was better. Cause I remember I flipped out on people both times. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like the first one, the first one, you know what, actually it worked out. I think it actually worked out better in my favor the first time. Cause they kept BSing because, Um, when I bought the house the first time, like interest rates were around like six, six and a half percent, somewhere around there. And the mortgage company that I was going through, uh, chase the mortgage broker I spoke to, you know, she was telling me about some kind of program they had and they'd be able to like cut my interest rate or whatever, where my interest rate was going to be like 4.6% or something like that, Mm -hmm. um, which was going to save me, you know, a ton of money or whatever. And I think I I was, I don't, I don't remember exactly how it played out, but I don't remember if she told me about that earlier or if it was like, she told me about it later because it took so long for everything to get approved. But um, I just know that they kept making me jump through a bunch of hoops and they got pushed back and they kept asking for more, whatever, you know, as they always do. And, um, it was in jeopardy of me losing that interest rate and then having to potentially get like a six point, whatever percent interest rate. Mm -hmm. And so I just remembered I called and I don't think she answered, but I kind of like, or maybe she did answer. I don't remember, but you know me, I'm like, you know, you mother, I need the whatever, whatever, like I was flipping out. And -hmm. then after that, you know, it was fine. Like everything seemed to finally start, aligning and it's unfortunate that I have to go to those levels with people to make stuff happen and so you know like I've told you or I told you all about this when I bought the second house and like with that one that one made me more mad because it was like they kept saying something new like I was supposed to go to closing like let's say for example like on April 18th or something
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and then like you know the 16th 17th is coming up and I'm waiting, you know, for them to give me, like, the final okay. Like, yep, everything's good or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, the day of or something, the mortgage company's like, hey, we need you to do yeah. A, B, C, X, Y, Z. And it's like, yo, like, y'all mother did ain't know about this before.
3: So that, it's was like, the most, know, that was the most frustrating thing to me with this process of, of like, you know, because the last time I, I did the episode, I was talking to um, Christina and it was supposed to close. Um, like we had the, the date was the 30th and as soon as it was coming up, there was Oh, we need this. We need that. Now, some of them I would say was definitely our realtor because I remember I would be asking him, Hey, they said they like, I would look on, um, their online, uh, like our online profile and it would tell us what was still needed. And I could see that it was three things that was needed from the seller. And so I remember uh-huh. I contacted our realtor saying, hey, they say they need this. And he would be like, oh, oh yeah, we're we going to get them that. We're going to get them this. And so I was like that. I couldn't really get mad at them for it. But then when they finally provided that, it was just like, they was like it was always something else and something extra. And I know what you mean where, where it's like you had to flip out to finally get something done because what happened was we were supposed to close. On um, like we were gonna close on Monday because like which was um, I I'm, I'm trying to remember it was the uh, the 12th is, is the date that it was and it was because I was with you like I was scared we was gonna lose our rate because we had a really good rate yeah. and, and uh, it was yeah. supposed to close on the 30th and that date was coming and going and so then she extended it to the 15th of July and so <clears throat> I was like really like like well no I'm sorry it was the 13th. It was the thirteenth of July, and so we were supposed to close on the twelfth, which was Monday. And mm-hmm. I wasn't that worried about it, and so I spoke to her that Friday, and she was telling me like she she was oh we need your wife's uh, copies of her most recent w or pay subs. That's what it was. It was most, her her last two pay subs, and so I was like uh, okay, thought that was weird, but fine. So I, I got on that. I spoke to her that. Friday, I spoke to her. um, In fact, I spoke to her Saturday because there was an issue with, they needed, um, like, when I did my taxes, I was driving Lyft primarily full time Mm -hmm. before I got my new job. And so Mm -hmm. there was like this gap from the 2018 of October to uh, September 2019 where I was like, I was just primarily driving Lyft. And so when I did my Uh taxes, to get a good write-off I was expensing. Like, you know, I was writing down all my expenses that had something to do with my car. And so, yeah. but I estimated, like there were some things that I estimated and I think I made a mistake when I was estimated. Cause when I filed my mm-hmm. taxes, it looked like I did a loss, but I was like, that can't be yeah. right, I didn't lose any money. So anyway, long story short, they were saying they needed something from um, like a loss expense sheet for to show what I made doing lift and, and, and stuff like that. And so yeah. profit loss statement. That's what it was. It was a profit loss statement. And so <clears throat> I was like I I was like I spoke to like two agents before about the same thing. And I explained to him well, I don't really drive for lift anymore, which I haven't because mm-hmm. I primarily was doing um like working at EMD. And so I really wasn't driving for Lyft anymore. And so Sunday I spoke to her and then she finally told me what the statement looks like I looked it up, and I, you know, filled it out, and I sent it in. And so I'm thinking, okay, we're good. So You know what bothers me, though, is, like, <laughs> when they ask you for stuff,
1: and it's like, yo, all right, so what is it? And then they're like, I don't really know. Like, don't yes. ask me for something. You don't really even know what it is.
3: Exactly. Like, that's yeah. the thing. It was, it was so frustrating because, like, I was dealing with, one, this was the third agent that I had to deal with. So I had to deal with two other people before that. And mm. everybody was saying, oh no, that's fine. Like I wrote an email. I remember I wrote a letter saying, I don't really drive for Lyft anymore. And you know, I'm primarily working at EMD Chemicals. And so I sent them that and they were like, oh yeah, that's good enough. And then she was mm-hmm. like, that's not good enough because I was like, well the one guy said it was. But anyway, so yeah. what happened was is Monday, this is where I lost it. and This is where I got mad because Monday I called her and I was saying, hey, we're good. You know, we gonna close today or Tuesday. Cause I'm not hearing anything, and so then she's like, Oh, we need um, she was like, We need uh, employment verification from your wife's job, and I was like, What? Then you, did. yeah, I was like, That's why. And the thing that made me mad was that she said Thursday when she had asked me for my wife's last two pay stubs, I remember I specifically said to her because she said she needed it for employee. Uh, employment verification. I was like, "Yeah," and I said to her, I said, well, can't my wife's job just give you a statement or a letter? Because my wife's job is very antiquated. If for some reason, they haven't stepped into the 21st century, and they don't yeah. have digital copies of stuff. So she always oh, wow. has to get like a physical copy of her pay stubs, and so that was just a whole yeah. ordeal. And so she was like, no, no, I can't send them anything. So then I was like, you just told me Thursday that you needed two statements. That's why I sent you those. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, Friday, you didn't say I needed that. Saturday, you didn't say I needed that. Sunday, Mm -hmm. I spoke to you, you didn't say I need that. Now, Monday, the day we're supposed to be closing, now you're telling me I need this. And it was so infuriating. And she was like, well, we had sent sent them the statement, but they didn't fill it out correctly. And then, because we came to find out that the statement that she sent to one of the women in HR, she only partially filled it out. Like she didn't, she she put like uh-huh. the, the gross amount of what Shalé makes, but she didn't break it down as to what made up what. So the numbers didn't add up right because Shalé had a bunch of overtime. Yeah. And so at that point, I was like, oh, I was hot. Like, especially because like Shalé's job was in the middle of the audit. So they didn't have time to sit there and break down all of these documents yes. and stuff. And so at this point I said to her, I was like, I, like I snapped, I snapped out and I was like, the only thing I'm proud of is that I ain't actually curse her out. But I was like, uh-huh. I was like, I'm done. I was like, I'm done talking to you. I was like, I'm done talking to you. I was like, who's over you? I need to talk to who's over you. Cause me and you, the conversation is over. I'm done talking no, to you. I was yeah. like, I'm done talking to you. I don't like this. It's
1: like, you know, if, if, if you only got it so many times and it's like, if, if you're you know, telling me this, I do this, and then you come back with something new, yeah. I do something new, and then you come back again? All right, now, you, you're just incompetent, and I just need to talk to somebody exactly. else.
3: It was, it was so crazy, and I remember Shalai was frantic because she kept going to her HR office and was trying to get them to do stuff, and they was like, oh, well, we filled it out? Or, I can't fill it out right now. This is not my job. I got other stuff to do, which is true. It's not their job to, like, fill out these forms for us to get a house but it was it yeah. was like and then the thing that made me mad was then the seller like called our real estate or no no they called um the mortgage people and said if we don't close by the 15th then that's it like, they're not doing anything else and that made mm. me mad because i was like the whole reason that I got up, the audacity exactly yeah. like i was like the whole no. Exactly, I was like the whole thing that that even held stuff up because we saw like we saw this house back in February, and yeah. we were like, okay, boom, we gonna do it, and we put in an offer, and we was like, didn't hear anything else until May, and then wow. they took so long to get back to us. But we had lost the original like loan we had, like we had a, mm-hmm. uh, we were supposed to get a loan through Navy Federal, and. Mm-hmm. The pre-approval we had expired because they took so long to, to give us the the numbers and stuff. That's so it, crazy. Yeah, it, it was it was just crazy. Look, when you when you bought your second house, did you have like a um, did you have a home inspection? Like, and was it was, yeah? Was the mortgage tied to it? Like, was it stuff they needed to fix before? Um,
1: you it? Yeah, so. We had the home inspection. I don't know. I don't want to say the mortgage was tied to it. I know the first one, the mortgage was tied to, it was more so like a some kind of landscaping thing that they needed to do um, that they hadn't done. And honestly, I ultimately don't think they ever actually did it. But um, I know the first one, the mortgage was tied to that. The second time, the home inspection, there was stuff that we wanted them to fix. I don't, think the mortgage necessarily was tied to them fixing it but it was like the inspector was like you know these things so I guess maybe it was because I know the inspector was like these things need to be done blah 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 you know and like I think and I was also part of what held it up was like they didn't have it fixed by when they said they would so then they had to come back you know what I'm saying and redo it. And I was like, I think my realtor ended up having to pay them to come back out the second time, um, you know, to verify that it was done. Because I was like, I'm not doing it because they should have had it all fixed the mm-hmm. first time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that was, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess it was tied to it. I, I don't remember 100%. I know the first one I bought it was tied to it, though.
3: Did you... At any point in time, like the first time or the second time, did you use a real estate uh, attorney?
1: Uh, Like what you mean in terms of doing the closing or whatever?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the first time for sure, because I found them myself. The second time, I just used whoever my realtor used. And I'll say this. So, like, all right, um the the first time we didn't use a real estate agent or anything like that. It was kind of like, you know, it was new construction. We just went in, you know, and was like, all right, we're going to buy this joint. Mm-hmm. And that was that. And it was a decent experience. The second time I used a realtor and I personally, I don't feel like she really did much of anything mm-hmm. to, I don't want to say to warrant getting paid, but it's like, I mean, she did stuff, but it's like, you ain't really do nothing like I like you should have. Because first of all, I wanted to put in an offer for less than what they were selling it for. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, you should just do the asking price because whatever, whatever. And I'm like, B, like, like man, if you, don't, mm-hmm. if you don't put this thing in for what I want, but whatever, fine. You know what I'm saying? I guess. I don't know. I'll, I'll do that. But I'm pretty sure I could have put it in for less because they... They accepted it, like, immediately, which to me kind of indicates, like, you ain't really had nobody else that was trying to bid on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, two, you know, they threw in, like, closing costs, and they, I wanted them to put a fridge in there and stuff like that because it wasn't a fridge in there at first, so they did that. And it was like they basically had agreed to do the stuff. So it's like they obviously probably would have took $5,000 less as well, but whatever. Do you know um, how
3: long it was on the market?
1: I think it was only like maybe a month or so before oh, okay. I put in the offer for it. So, um, but it's the other thing is like I found the house. Like that's my, like she didn't find the house. I mm-hmm. found the house. And then I just, you know what I'm saying? So, like you didn't do that. Um, it, it, it just, it was kind of frustrating because it was like, I feel like you ain't really doing what I want you to do. Mm-hmm and they the unfortunate thing is they're going to tell you stuff just for the sake of telling it to you and it's like instead of actually being completely honest and upfront about the process they just want to kind of tell you what you want to hear instead of how it really is you know what i mean yeah that was
3: the most like, like me and slay and it, it it you know slay from very early on didn't really care for our realtor cuz she just mm-hmm. didn't feel like he had our back and like towards the end of it, I definitely felt that way. Now, I, at least he did find our house because mm-hmm. this was um like this this was a house that wasn't on the market yet, and because what it was is like he had showed us um, a number of houses, and in fact, it was it was a few, like he it was only about I want to say it was only two houses that we didn't pick that he found. Mm-hmm. Because every other house that we looked at, we saw it first, and then we just yeah. told them about it, and then yeah. so it was yeah, and, and so when he came, he, he brought us to this house because it it wasn't on the market yet. And he had a few others that if we didn't like this one, um, uh-huh. he was going to show us, but we he knew that we wanted to stay in this neighborhood, and and um, uh-huh. because it's not that far from our old apartment, but yeah, it was um it was frustrating because it was like the thing that like Shalee was saying and I agree with her was like, she just didn't feel like he didn't have our best interest at heart. Like he didn't have our back. Yeah. And it was like you say, like when you said to your realtor, Hey, I want to put in a lower offer. And she was like, Oh, don't do that. Like when we, yeah. we didn't negotiate that much with this house. Uh-huh. And it was like, because in fact we were like, you know, when they, put the first asking price out there, we were like, oh, I don't want to know about that. And he's like, well, oh. yeah. he was like, well, they'll do it. But, you know, like, cause we, we got a, a 6% assist on the closing for this, which uh-huh. is apparently uh-huh. like very rare. Cause every time we would tell somebody that, like, oh, what really? And so, um, we got the closing assist, I think partially because of what they, they were asking for. And, we uh-huh. kept saying to him, "Is it worth it?" Like, I don't know if this is worth it. He, instead of him saying, "Hey, let's negotiate," what he was like, "Oh no, it's worth. It. I'm telling you right now, this is this is it." Or if What's he said, the,
1: I don't know "What that is?" What's the six percent closing assist?
3: So it was um like whenever you know you uh you close on a the house, there's a closing uh cost or a closing fee, mm-hmm. and we didn't want to come out like we we had the down payment, but we didn't know if we was gonna need like another. Uh, it's usually like, it's usually ten like percent or something of the house asking price or whatever. And so, what you do is you can ask for an assist on the closing costs. Like they'll, the uh-huh. the, the seller will pay it, like because they're getting the large money anyway, and they'll just pay like a, a, a chunk of it or whatever they can pay it. Yes. So we ask for an assist, and usually they'll give you. Most sellers will give you like a three percent assist or whatever. And they uh-huh. gave us a six percent, which is like pretty uh-huh. much they paid. They pretty much paid it, which yeah, which was
1: like yeah, because it.
3: Like, it was like nineteen thousand or whatever. Oh, wow. and, and yeah, so it was like, but we felt like they felt comfortable doing it because uh-huh. of their asking price. Like we felt like it was a little high, but it was just like yeah. remember, Like we had the um, home inspection done, and they had all this stuff that needed to be fixed. And this is why I asked you about the real estate attorney, because dad told me that's what they had used. And they made sure they put in the contract that they had to do all this stuff for the house to be sold. And we didn't really Uh get those same protections. And we didn't talk to a real estate attorney until like right before the closing. And at that point, it was too late. You know. No,
1: actually, thank you for bringing that up. Um, So yeah, no, I I know the first one I used one, the second one I just used whoever the realtor came up with. And I honestly had like no interaction either time really with the attorneys until pretty much like the day of closing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah.
3: So that's the first part of my conversation with my brother Ricky Uh, up next is the conversation I had with my wife and we actually kind of go through the detail of our closing experience and um, uh, the differences in how we felt at that time and how we feel now uh, in regards to our house and and how we love it. And um, uh, this is my wife uh joining me up next and then after that i'll uh follow back up with um my i the, uh, the second part of my conversation with Ricky uh also uh gonna be having uh still coming up my re-review of thor and uh, my initial reaction and conversation with my wife uh to cardi b and Megan Thee stallion's WAP you're listening to the zero to 100 podcast. This is the Zero to 100 podcast, and I have a very special guest who's very hard to book and get a hold of. I'm joined by my beautiful and amazing wife, Shalai. Hello. Hi there. I'm very happy. Okay. I could book you. What? (laughs) It was very difficult. Whatever. You're crazy. You're hard (laughs) to get. Oh, I live with you. What are you talking about, weirdo? So, I've been meaning to have you on because we just bought a house.
2: Yes, we did. Hooray!
3: (laughs) We've been here for, has it been a week or two weeks? It's been two weeks, right? We. Officially
2: moved in July 19th. That's right, I was about to say. We We closed on July
3: 15th. Yeah, so it's... uh,
2: Next week will be four weeks that we've been in this
3: house. Yeah, about um, yeah. Hooray! But maybe it's because we didn't get all of this stuff out until a week ago. Wasn't it last week where we yeah got the, on yeah. the
2: first because we had the apartment until yeah.
3: the first yeah that's why but anyway so we're in here and it was quite an experience and I've had um I had Ricky why well, I had Christina on last week and was talking about her experience in buying her house and I had Ricky on and because um, he bought multiple homes and I was trying to get your experience. Like a, well, I know your experience, but I wanted to talk to you about how our closing went. Because it was like the overall experience itself was an ordeal. But first, let's start there. How did you feel about your... Because this was your first time buying a home.
2: This is true. And how did I feel on the day we closed? Yes. The closing?
3: Well, actually, no. How did you feel about the overall... Experience of buying a house?
2: I felt like it was a little bit stressful. Um, only because I felt like our realtor did not have our best interests at heart all the time. So, that was a little bit frustrating. But as things finally started to come to a close and we were literally, we were like, okay, things are going to be moving forward. I was very, very frustrated with Quicken Loans. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very frustrated with them. And then things only got worse from there. Yeah. Up to our closing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So how did you feel when we finally got the closing date because i guess the thing that that people should know is that like i had said before because i had like when i had uh, posted the episode before when i spoke to christina it was like we were supposed to close at the on the 30th yes we were and then the the june 30th came and going and we're like oh well the date they gave us was the 13th and that was a monday well
2: wait the 8th yeah,
3: because at first like the It was the thirtieth, and then they the date that the loan people gave us was the thirteenth, but then the sellers was like, Oh we, have to do it we gotta do it before then, and we're ready to close. And the date we had was the eighth. And then that came and went.
2: Then the thirteenth. The thirteenth, then the fourteenth. And the, finally the fifteenth, we made it happen. Yep. So <laughs> The 15th was a stressful day Mm -hmm. because we did the walkthrough at the time we were supposed to be meeting at the Realtor's office to be signing the closing documents, but Mm -hmm. we were here at the house to do the Mm walkthrough. And we found that absolutely nothing that they were supposed to do was done. Yeah. including them removing the staging furniture. <laughs> yeah, um, The house was supposed to be ready for us to take possession at closing, and it wasn't. Um, now, in retrospect, I in retrospect, I wish I had not complained because I would have happily kept all the staging furniture that was here. Because yeah, this is a big house to furnish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, in retrospect, <laughs> I do regret I, I really do regret saying anything about the staging furniture yeah. being here. Because um, that
3: was the thing. It was like, it, it's funny because, yeah, we went from a one-bedroom apartment where we really only had to furnish two rooms. And then it's like now we had this house that has uh, four bedrooms and... Finished basement. Yeah. And a dining room. Dining room and the like, light <laughs> and then a sunroom and it's like wh- where is the stuff so it's I, I agree with you because it's like well at least we got some of the stuff that they left
2: yeah brand new <laughs> stuff which was cool I mean the stuff still had tags on it this nice thing to cover our fireplace that mm-hmm. was here I took the tags off of that so yeah um, my experience at the closing well you know I was pretty heated I was pretty angry.
3: Yeah, let's putting it mildly. I was
2: very angry because you're usually you're the hothead. Usually you're the one dropping F bombs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's when you know it's serious because... So you know
2: exactly. So you know when when I let a four letter word slip <laughs> or I say it, say them repeatedly.
3: It was funny because The our real estate agent he was like that's the only time I I feel like he actually even did stuff or tried to do stuff for our advocate and that was just because you were so mad but even then it still wasn't like he couldn't do much it was just all I know is it was funny because like I don't even know what to believe per se because like according to him the seller didn't know a lot of the promises that the his real estate agent was making and you were just like she's a liar like she's a she's a she is liar. a liar
2: and that's why i filed an official complaint with the did i tell you that i did no that? i didn't even oh, know yes i filed an official complaint with the pennsylvania association of realtors um and that's kind of important because it's PAR is one of the entities that is involved with licensure. Mm -hmm. So, you don't want a negative review with the PAR. P-A-R, Pennsylvania Association of Realtors.
3: Would you recommend that type of action to anyone who's like, because you filed it against the seller's agent. Did you file it against our agent as well? Yes, I did. Oh, And I gave an
2: honest review to uh, Navy Federal's Realty Plus program even though we did get an you know, mm-hmm. a nice little rebate for sticking with their Realty Plus program that we mm-hmm. got already. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I also did one against our realtor. Should I say their names or no?
3: Uh, you don't have to say that. Okay. Unless you really want to. I mean Well, I wanna
2: I definitely wanna say the seller's agent okay. name. Her name is Sharia S H E R I A Newkirk, N-E-W K I R K. Her the, the uh, complaint that I filed against her was far more harsh than the one against our realtor.
3: Okay, that's fair. I mean, I'm, I'm saying it because I'm like, who I don't know how many people actually are listening, but in fact... I don't really probably, care. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's just for y'all to know. It, <laughs> the agent's for y'all to avoid. She's a horrible <laughs>
2: agent. She is a liar. She is dishonest, and she's ghetto fabulous.
3: That was the thing, I will say, I'll admit that because... She came in there with some flip-flops on. Yeah, for the closing. And I get it, it's a a pandemic, and everybody is being casual, but good grief. I mean, you know me, I love t-shirts, but I didn't even wear a t-shirt for our closing. Yes, at least you wore a polo
2: shirt, a shirt with a collar. (laughs) Good grief.
3: She did look pretty good, But I guess the thing that was frustrating was like... So, for example, in our basement in the finish uh, room... There's a meter that's sticking out from the the uh, wall. A gas meter. Like, yeah. To
2: be specific. It's a gas meter. And, I remember, and that's not just a room. Yeah. That's a bedroom. Yeah.
3: And I remember when we we saw it and we said to her, because when we met her, we met her the second time uh, we saw the house and that was like pulling teeth just to get to do that. And she was just like, oh yeah, I, I don't know why they left that out. And I, I told her they need to cover that. Oh, we'll get that covered.
2: And then at three o'clock on our closing date, when we were supposed to be closing, we came and saw that it wasn't done Yeah. after she had told our realtor that it was being done yeah. that weekend prior. And that's the reason why we couldn't do the walkthrough. Yeah. That was, a, so yeah. she just lied, co- constantly.
3: Yeah. She lied another, constantly. Yeah. That was the other thing. Cause she was like, Oh, uh, we couldn't do the, like, we couldn't do the walkthrough the week before because, Oh, uh, we're getting stuff out. We're getting stuff out of the house still.
2: Moving out the staging yeah. furniture and fixing the cabinet yeah. that was supposed to be done in yep. the basement bedroom. Yep. We're doing stuff in-house. The They're still working in there. Which they were not. They hadn't done any of it. It she was just, the exact She same, just like, lied about everything.
3: The second time we saw the house was back in, was it February or March? The we second saw, time. The second
2: time we saw it was March.
3: Okay, yeah. So, it was March. And this was early March. This before, was the before the shut, pandemic shut. Before everything shut down. Yeah. And I remember we we got to see the house and everything... Like, they were just installing the shower door. Like, the, the glass shower. Not
2: in March. They weren't doing that until June when we came for the home oh, inspection. Oh,
3: that's right. For the home inspection. Okay. So, yeah. But... So, yeah. That's... You're right. So... But even then, the way stuff was set up in here was the exact same yep. when we came to the closing. The only thing that was different was the shower door that, was the that only we saw thing in June. That was yeah. the only
2: thing they had done, and they had painted the yep. deck. That was it. Yep. They painted the deck and the, sh- the um the glass to our shower and the master bathroom yeah. was up.
3: Now, do you okay? So back to the closing date. Do you recall... And this is funny because... I just was going along with stuff that you were... Like that you the stuff that you felt like you read. Because we're sitting there at the table. And that was my thing. My whole point was... I remember even we talked about it. Because you were, we were had these discussions. Like well, what if they didn't do this? Because you were, we had come to the conclusion that... There definitely was, wasn't going to be certain stuff done. And we were like, well, what do you want to do? Because my thought was... You only have two options here: you either accept it as is and get some money to try to do, fix stuff, or you say, "Well, we're not buying a house and we walk away." And <laughs> to the point was, when we got to the closing date, and you were like, "I read that we have."
2: <laughs> yeah, I was mistaken. So I did. I did read it. It was like mm-hmm. one of the second pages in, in the documents that we from were from Quicken. Yeah. yeah, well, those were a lot of quickens documents yeah. that we were signing at closing, um, but that was only when you are. I think I said was it when I reread it. I think it was only when you're refinancing.
3: Well, yeah. What did you originally think it was when you were reading the document? Well, it,
2: it says that you have, I think it was either two or three days mm-hmm. to rescind mm-hmm. your closing on a on a property, mm-hmm. but it's not for a. Um, it's not for i don't remember now i don't remember exactly but i know yeah. i know it didn't apply to us yeah, cause because it was, i think it was you had
3: to be refi- yeah when you reread it you said it, it was it only applied to refinancing yeah. yeah, if you're refinancing and um right you had like two to, two to three days to to rescind. to rescind your acceptance of a loan for refinancing it wasn't for the actual closing cuz yeah at first like when the realtors oh, i don't know about that I was because of the negative experience I had with him. I was like, "You don't know," or something. Like that. But it was like I remember feeling like you're supposed to be happy at this moment, and it I was wasn't the exact, happy. Yeah,
2: I wasn't happy, and and that's why I included our realtor in my complaint because when I spoke to our uh, the real estate attorney. Mm -hmm. she said even an unseasoned realtor even an inexperienced realtor Mm -hmm. knows that you have to do um, I can't remember what type of addendum it is when there's a home inspection even an inexperienced realtor now what was our realtor telling us when we first met him how many years of experience he has and how he trains all the other realtors Mm -hmm. So that means that's that's telling me that you're experienced. Mm -hmm. Now, I think a lot of it is that he thought that there wouldn't be he didn't. I I think he didn't believe that the seller's agent would be so trifling Mm -hmm. and so unprofessional and not do the things. Maybe in his experience, he's dealt with professional realtors like him. So he 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 made an assumption. It was a false assumption and it's costing us. The assumption mm-hmm. he made was that he was dealing with a professional.
3: Yeah, I. I, I,
2: I and and because of it because he assumed that oh, I'm dealing with a professional. I mean,
3: like I, I said and uh, like we both agreed like because I I said in a previous episode like it's worth having a real estate attorney like yes. it's worth the money so it's like yes s- start with one. Because even though the realtor is if, supposed even if to we have had back, just yeah.
2: even if we had hired a real estate attorney thirty days prior to closing, mm-hmm. that would have been enough time. Yeah, that would have been enough time. Because I talked to the real estate attorney twenty four like, hours I was before. It the day before. It was literally the day before we closed. There was no time. Yeah. So and because of that, it, it's like there's a lot of things. Even the two hundred dollars that we've spent in the front. Yeah. Even simple things like that, like is that a big deal? Is two hundred dollars a lot? No, not really. It didn't break the bank. I have two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. but something as simple as that, what they were supposed to do,
3: yeah.
2: didn't get done. Simple things, trimming the hedges—that's a real minor thing. Cleaning it up—they were supposed to do it, yeah. but because we didn't have—I think she said it was called a resolution addendum. I can't remember the exact name of the of the document. But she was just like even an inexperienced realtor knows to do that after a home inspection because it's your negotiating yep. that's that's your negotiating piece mm-hmm. to say hey this is what the home inspector found if you don't want to fix these things that's fine you come up with an estimated value of what these things are and that money goes in escrow and we didn't have a, a real estate attorney that i mean a, um, a, a realtor.
3: You know, didn't do, and that's a simple thing. Yeah. it was. Yeah, it was. It was frustrating because it was like even when it came down to the the closing, um, or just, actually just getting all the documents to the loan officer. Like we submitted. Now, granted, they kept asking us for stuff after facts, but it was stuff that he was supposed to turn over that I kept asking him about, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, no, no, we'll get that to him. That's not a problem." And then it was like. We turned in everything, and it was still like showing that they still need to turn stuff in. And then it was like that was last minute. Now, granted, even once they did that, they came back to us and was like, oh, no, we need this. I need yeah, every
2: that. day it was something new that Quicken Loans needed. Yeah, it was, and the was, final straw was my to verify my employment. I mean, was, my yeah, God.
3: That was uh, like, you,
2: you called my job, you talked to HR, you got the, the my date of yeah. hire. Oh, well, you're. Overtime and all it was Mm -hmm. is that I made more money than what my pay stub was saying based on my hourly amount. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to figure out, well, how did she get that extra money? Well, we need to see how much overtime.
3: But my thing was, is like, oh, is it a bad thing I'm making more money exactly to pay
2: this stupid mortgage?
3: (laughs) But all that aside. We're in the house. We're starting to put stuff in here. We're still arranging things. How do you feel?
2: So, I remember very clearly (laughs) when we closed. It was a Wednesday. It was July 15th. I was angry. And I woke up the next morning on July 16th. And I was still angry. I was still so angry. (laughs) I was so angry. And... Later that day I came and we stayed here like all afternoon and evening with your parents cuz your lovely my lovely father-in-law was working so hard to try to do our locks, change the locks for us. And as the night went on, I started to not be as angry. And I think by the weekend when we were actually moving cuz we actually moved yeah. in that that weekend, that's when we started sleeping here. Yep. Yeah. Um I was not angry anymore i love our house i think our house is amazing like you said we went from a one bedroom apartment (laughs) to a beautiful four bedroom house there's still a lot of work to do but i'm trying not to focus on that because when i i don't even think about it anymore we're Mm -hmm. here we're homeowners and there's work that comes with with getting a house Comes so, I, you know, there's some things I wish we didn't have to come out of our pocket for. Like, we shouldn't have to. But it is what it is. I like our house. And overall, i will overall, say, I'm happy.
3: I'll say this. I feel like, like, yes, you were upset that next day. But I remember in the midst of that time period, like, I came to you and I said, you know, I, I think I, I remember I said to you, like, I looked at it as a blessing because I distinctly remember praying to God when we were going through issues with Quicken to get everything over to him. And I remember my specific prayer was for us to be able to close and get the house. And so I was like, well, he answered the prayer. So it's like, that's why I looked at it like a blessing. And then you thought about it and you, cause that's the thing, like once you, I feel like you pray about things or you have your devotion and you think about it, then you start to feel better, and that's where I feel like it started to turn. And then, yeah, once we actually got in here, then you, were, yeah.
2: I'm, I'm I'm much better.
3: Well, I appreciate you joining me. No problem, baby. I'll try to uh, schedule. I'll try to get in touch with your people. <laughs> I'll see well in advance. I'll have because, my people call your people. Yeah, <laughs> You're the toughest guest to book Everybody else I'll be like hey can you do this Oh yeah cool I can do this time You be like, Ugh, no, I don't know I can't Well
2: <laughs> let's just be fair I'm literally <laughs> upstairs in the bedroom Exactly But probably- the problem is you typically Want to do your podcast After my bedtime And you know anytime after eight. Like right now it is currently 8.21pm you mom it is currently 8.21 p.m. and you know I'm in the bed. You're last, not a senior citizen. Last night, You're a beautiful a,
3: young woman. Act like it.
2: Last night I was <laughs> in bed at 8.44 p.m. I was asleep. That's so goodness. normally when you want to do this podcast, it's late. And I consider late 8.30, 9 o'clock.
3: Well, I'll keep that in mind. Okay. You I try to book you. In the future, okay. But well, thanks for joining me. I love you. You're
2: welcome. I love you too, babes.
3: <laughs> well, I appreciate my uh, <laughs> my beautiful wife uh, staying up past her bedtime to join me. So I really appreciate her for that. So up next, the re-review of Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, Thor. Um, I remember the first time I saw it. I was, like, I feel like my skepticism was high just because I feel like Thor is a difficult character to do or story to tell. Um, I'm not as familiar with the comics as I would have said I was with, say, Iron Man or Spider-Man or, um, you know, any of the other Marvel movies. Like, I don't, I never really read Thor or anything like that, but... Uh, I was excited because Kenneth Branagh was directing it, and I thought that was a interesting choice. And even the person they picked, I remember the early rumors, was they uh, wanted Brad Pitt to play, play Thor, which in hindsight, looking back when I'm like, I don't even see how that would have worked. Like, I just don't... I mean, it's, it's crazy now because even all of the characters that, you know, the actors that are... Um, In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's so hard for you to picture anybody else playing it. And Chris Hemsworth, like, pack, like, you know, it it encapsulates the character perfectly. And so it's so hard to see anyone else playing the character. Like, when, before Robert Downey Jr. was cast as Iron Man, I remember Tom Cruise was in talks and they wanted to possibly get Tom Cruise to play Tony Stark, which I don't even know what that would have looked like. It's just, I, I I almost am excited or interested to see what it would have been like because I really like Tom Cruise. But yeah, it's just, I can't imagine it now. Um, but anyway, um, what did I think of Thor upon re-watching it? I feel like with most origin stories, or uh, in particular the Marvel origin stories, it was very similar to me to uh, Iron Man. The first one where it's like, um, I, you know, it, it's like it has action, but it, it was definitely limited in compared, uh, in comparison to the, the future installments. But I think it was definitely better than Iron Man. Um, I at least I remember enjoying it more so than Iron Man, especially the the As like the Asgard parts. Like, it, the weakest portion of the film was when he was stranded on earth in my opinion like uh you know when he was powerless on earth that was like the weakest part of the movie even though that was also some of the funniest parts of it like uh i included the scene when he was in the diner and he, you know he's drinking a cup of coffee for a first time he's like, oh let drink another and he smashes the glass which was hilarious to me um but yeah the way they depicted asgard his relationship with um Anthony Hopkins, Odin, like Anthony Hopkins was, was great as Odin, uh, the casting in the movie, I just felt like was so spot on, like Chris Hemsworth was great as Thor, Anthony Hopkins was great as Odin, um, Tom Hiddleston, man, that dude is like been killing Loki in every single appearance and I cannot wait to watch his Disney Plus TV show, I'm excited to see what that's going to be, um. Uh, even the like you know, uh, Jamie Alexander playing Sif and uh, the Warriors Three like it was just every every like they did a great job in casting the movie. Um, like Natalie Portman was cool as Jane Foster like was anything wrong with her? Cannot stand Kat Dennings Darcy especially in the future installments. I mean she she was annoying in. This one, not I don't think she was as annoying to me as, as she was in Thor the Dark World. That's you know, review coming soon, but um, she was very annoying. Uh, Stellan Sk- uh, Skarsgard, um, as uh, Eric Selvik he was cool, he was good, uh, he's been good in pretty much each of his appearances in the um, Marvel movies. So I'm very much like it it was the the cast was great. The story I thought was solid and the action was decent. Like the only complaints I would say I had I felt like his fight with the Destroyer armor could have been better or a little bit longer in my opinion because especially the way they played the Destroyer armor and the way it was in the um, comics like that fight should have been a little bit. There should have been a little bit more to it, but it, um, you know, overall, I think it was. You know, the movie was was pretty good. I, I still rate it pretty high. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I'll come back at the end and remember where I ranked it in the um, like our first rankings when we did the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't think it would really move up any further than what I did before. I will say upon re-watching it. I liked it better than Iron Man. Like I would rate it, I would rate it higher than Iron Man upon rewatching it. Um, whereas like Iron Man Two sank a lot more in terms of my rewatching it, and Iron Man kind of probably moved up a little bit or or kind of stayed where it was for the most part. But um, yeah. Like, uh, Thor, I, I would say, was was very good upon rewatching it. Like, I feel like I enjoyed it a little bit. Like, uh, maybe not exactly as much as I did the first time I saw it, but it, it it still held up. It was still very solid. So, like I said at the beginning, up next, it'll either be uh, The Incredible Hulk or it'll be uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Probably could be The Incredible Hulk because... I forgot all about it, to be honest, so I'll try to get that in. But that's going to bring the conclusion to the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe discussion. Uh, up next is part two of my conversation with my brother, Ricky. Uh, we wrap that up. And then my reaction or initial reaction to, to WAP with, with my wife. You're listening to the Zero to 100 podcast. I, I didn't realize that, yeah. Yeah, it's a lesson I learned that I was like, next time buying a house, I'm definitely going to have a real estate attorney from the jump. Because that was the thing that was frustrating was like, we, it was very clear they weren't doing certain things and we'd be like, hey, they're not doing this. And he'd be like, oh, well, I tried to, like, they wanted to give you this. But I talked them into like an extra that, like $500. And we were like, well, we want a thousand extra, and he was like, Ugh, "I can't do that." Like, Ugh, don't like. Yeah. It was like I was like, "Dude, do your job." Like, exactly. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Like, advocate. Ain't that what you're supposed to do? And it was just, it was very annoying because we just felt like he was just like, it's just I don't know. It's like I don't know if it's because like I feel like I watched too much TV or movies. I'm like. If you're an agent or you're fighting for your client, you're supposed to go all out. You're supposed to be like, yeah. no, this is how it's going to be. And you don't want it, then fine, we'll walk away. But it, it was just mm-hmm. – and then it was like – because once we got here, like I love my house and I, and we – you know, me and Shalate love it now. But it's, mm-hmm. it is certain little things that we noticed that they did, that they like – they half a did stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's just certain choices that they made and certain things that the way it was – put together, you was like, oh, they half ate this, they half ate this, like, this
1: is this is wet, but... yeah, and I, and I mean, that's the thing is, like, you would think, because it was the same with mine, and like, honestly, after this experience, I feel like, I feel like what I'm, the next house I buy is almost certainly just going to be new construction again, because I don't want to mm-hmm. have to deal with people like halfway doing stuff, unless mm-hmm. it's like a legit, legit, you know, Somebody who's renovating it, flipping it, or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm the one that's making sure that it's getting done. Because, um, you know, like it was stuff I would bring up to my realtor, and she's like, "Oh, you know," saying she would ask about it, but it's like I'm pretty sure she didn't ask or something because they probably—I I don't think they really fixed it, fixed it the way they were supposed to. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, or little things. She's like, "Okay, well, no, they're not gonna, they're not gonna do that." Because it was like. Just little kind of cosmetic stuff to some degree, like in the closets or whatever, where they didn't finish framing it out or something or like putting up the trim or something like that. And it's like, hey, you know, can you have them do this? And she's like, well, and it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Certain stuff, it was, I just, like you said, I didn't feel like the real estate agent was really advocating the way that they should, I think it's just like, they just want to get the sale yes.
3: Getting yes. over
1: with, and not have to do a lot of work for it. And it's like, granted, yeah, I understand you don't get paid unless the house is sold, but it's like, you know, at least make a good effort. You exactly. know what I'm saying? So,
3: that's what I'm saying, like, you, will, you get paid, I understand your goal is to get a house sold, but you should want to make the person, like, happy that's buying the house. And yeah. it's like, cause it was like, even, even like, it's just th- little things. I'm not, it's like, even like when we were, when we were in the kitchen, like there's certain, like w- where you put your hand, you can see your hand prints is leaving stains on it. And sh- like Shillay was pointing out, oh, that's cause they use flat paint to do this. And I'm like, well, uh, yeah. it's like, why would you have, and it, it's, it's almost like, it's like I said to Shillay, when we saw the house and I was like, I, it was a good thing and a bad thing, I would say, because we had put in an offer on, like, I think it was, like, the first house we actually saw. We saw it by ourselves, and we loved it. And so when we got a real estate agent, we brought him to the house, and he was like, okay, I'm going to put in an offer for you. And he had told us where we should put the offer in at, and we ended up getting out big. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that, that was, like, such a sour taste in our mind. We felt so bad, like, we really... Didn't want to get into bidding wars. So when we saw this house before it was on the market, the thought was we didn't want to compete with anybody. So let's do it. Like Let's go ahead and put the offer in. and But at the same time, I felt like it was a bad thing because at the time when we were seeing it, our realtor was like, oh, the real estate agent really didn't want you guys to see it because it's still being renovated. And she Mm -hmm. was afraid that uh, you know you wouldn't want to you know see past some of the stuff that still needs to get fixed and finished and we we're like oh mm-hmm. no you know we'll see it and I said just last I feel like because we put in an offer when they were still fixing it they was like oh okay they sold it let's just yeah, throw, some, yeah. throw some paint yeah. on it and we're done and I was like that's why I feel like they did like they was like and then they was like not only throw paint on it but Let's just find the cheapest paint we can get, so we can maximize our yeah. profit. And it just that's that's the only downside I think about. Like, cause me and Schley were like, it was a debate between do we want to get something that needs to be fixed up, or do we want to get something that's already like done? Mm-hmm. And my thought was, mm-hmm. I want something that's already done. I don't want to have to fix yeah. up anything. And but now it's like, yeah, I'm with you. My mind says, if I get another house, I think it's gonna be new construction because I want yeah. to deal with with anything else, but, you know. Yeah, dude. yeah, so yeah, are you, I'm sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. So, uh, do you feel, like, I know you said that um, the next house you wanna get is new construction, even though the frustrated aspects of dealing with mortgage companies where you gotta keep giving over all this stuff, like, oh, we need this, we need that. Do you see yourself buying a third house or buying another house again? Um,
1: yeah, at some point, cause I'm, I'm actually probably going to sell the one in Georgia. Mm Um, it's very likely cause I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of tired of it cause the, the problem with that one is like the house is too big for the, some of the stuff that they put in it, like the Mm AC or something, or even like how they did the electrical whatever you know I don't like the electrical system in there and um you know it's kind of that thing where it's like they just was like cutting corners mm-hmm. and i feel like it's going to be a continuous issue and it's like i've gotten a lot of this stuff fixed but um i almost don't want to deal with the hassle and it's like my i don't know if my property taxes went up or my homeowner's insurance went up, but it went up by like 10%, over 10%. So I went from like 900 a month to like over a thousand a month or whatever for my freaking mortgage or whatever. And so it's like, then the other problem is that the BAH down there. So, you know, like the people in the military who get like the housing allowance and crap, um, that went down for that area. And so now it's just cut it like really tight where, I won't really be able to make much of anything if I rent it out um versus i'm I'm thinking I may just sell it and just be done with it and I realize whatever I get next, even though I said I want new construction, so this is what I'm thinking whatever I get next, I't want to get like a duplex um mm-hmm. or i just i I may have to get something where um it's you, you, uh, you end up renovating it yourself. So, you know, you get it for like, it's not really, you know, it needs to be fixed up or something, but you, Mm -hmm. you can get the mortgage companies to give you money to do that part of it as well. And I feel like that's what I may end up doing next because that way I can get it and then still get it for a price low enough where I can then, you know, rent Mm -hmm. it back out or something. So that's kind of my thought.
3: It's funny because like, I know when I was talking to him, I, when we first started uh, looking into a house and, and that was one of the things he suggested in terms of if you wanted to get into real estate, because cause he he was saying, if you really want to get into it, then, you know, get a house that you can renovate in the midst yeah. of like, while you're, you can stay there while you're renovating it and then turn around and sell it, but that's what you want to do. Um, because so like I know you was right now you're renting out the house in Georgia is it Mm -hmm. been good for you or is it like you said it's it's just pretty much oh no it's it's been good it's been good and
1: honestly I would keep renting it out if I wasn't you know going to Japan or whatever Mm -hmm. um I would just keep renting it out because I could manage it enough on my own but the problem is like going to Japan I'm going to have to hire someone else to manage it for me mm-hmm. and then that definitely cuts into what I potentially was going to be able to make so it's like and you know it's already like a, a delicate <laughs> like mm-hmm. the house is kind of delicate and stuff so it's like you know anything could do whatever and then that's going to make cost me money and stuff um and the thing that I learned though Is that like you have to have relationships with contractors, you know, or people who can do different things in that area because that's what's going to help you keep your costs low and make it where the house is still profitable. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I really don't have like any relationships with anybody down there. And then, let alone if I leave and get somebody else to manage it and then something needs to get fixed, I'm definitely going to get like, you know, overcharged and all Mm -hmm. that other type of stuff. So it's like, As opposed to having to deal with it, my thought is just like, forget it. I'm going to just sell it so I don't have to deal with it. But I mean, like my tenant, so my tenant was one of my, um, the one I have in there now was one of my drill sergeants, uh, you know, while I was at Fort Jackson. And then they ended up getting transferred over to Fort Gordon. Mm -hmm. So that's been good. Like I've had no issues whatsoever, but it's just always it was a point, especially in the beginning, where it was like always something like, you know, small, big, whatever. Like once it was a plumbing issue, once, you know, something in the, the closet, it broke. So I had to, um, you know, get somebody to come out and do that. And then it was an electrical issue. So I went out and did that. And then what was the other one? The AC. Um And so it's like been something almost every month in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but then like the past few months has been pretty chill, but it's just like, since I'm leaving, I don't want to have to deal with it potentially, you know what I'm saying? Um, So yeah, that's kind of my, that's the main reason why I'm trying to thinking about selling it or whatever.
3: Yeah. I understand that. So you're going to be in Japan and this for uh, two years
1: nah it's gonna be three so it's just yeah i'm just like
3: oh okay but over there you're just you're gonna be renting well
1: yeah over there so i'm going to i'm pretty sure from what i was reading they're gonna make me live on base um since i'm bringing the veil with me they're gonna make me live on base i think if i was going over there by myself i could live off base but to be honest like i don't even want to have to deal with it you know what i'm saying I like being in a whole nother country, not knowing whatever their laws are and yeah. different stuff like that. Like, it's just easier and less stressful to just live on base. So, so no yeah, chance
3: just, of, of possibly trying to get real estate in Japan.
1: Oh, God, no. I'm not even <laughs> thinking about that stuff. I have no idea how any of that works or whatever. So I
3: wouldn't even bother with it.
1: I mean, I have thought I did think like, well, what if I just try to buy some, like an investment property? here in the u.s you know what i'm saying or whatever while i'm over there but i'm just like i'm not even gonna worry about it i'm gonna just try and continue to stack coins and then once i get back that's when i'll try and focus on getting something else so Mm -hmm. that's kind of my my plan going forward
3: No, okay all right yeah but so are you excited about going over there uh
1: Sort of kinda I guess it's just, the only thing that has me is like, man, three years, like that's gonna be a long time, but um, but no, for the most part, yeah, my main thing was like I just really did not enjoy my time at Fort Jackson, mm-hmm. um it got better towards the end, but like I didn't enjoy it just um for various reasons or whatever, but uh, I was more excited about just being able to leave there and the problem has been, you know, with Corona and all that other type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And the military handles things, like, in strange ways or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it was just, like, a million hoops I had to jump through to Mm -hmm. eventually be able to leave there. So, like, once I got all that approved, like, I was hyped because I was ready to go. But, um, you know, I guess as it gets closer to me actually having to leave, then it, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm excited, but it's just, it's a little bit of, like, just a slight amount of nervousness, but not nearly as much as last year when I first found out that I was potentially going. Because mm-hmm. uh, when I first found out I was potentially going, it was just like, oh man, like I know what to do. But now I feel like a lot better about it, you know, if I have to go over there. Or not if, but when I go over there, I feel yeah. like I'll be more prepared. I don't yeah. think I was fully prepared last year to do it.
3: Well, it's, 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 the better, or the cool thing I would say is that at least you go into a country where they've been dealing with the coronavirus a, a trillion times better than how we've been dealing with it. Yeah,
1: I mean that's the that was the other thing though. I was like, I was talking to somebody and I was like, it's honestly now is like the almost the best time to be leaving because it's like I, I've always been the type of person where I'm like, I'll just live in America all my life you know what I'm saying like I have no desire to want to live anywhere you know outside of the country and it's like um, now I'm just like yo I don't even want to be here no more because like the way uh, you know Trump going and all that other yeah. stuff it's like man like this dude is wild like he's made this place where it's like I, I legitimately don't necessarily want to be here like I'd rather be in any other country. Yeah
3: it's. I mean and it's funny because it's like you know, when o- Obama was in office, yeah, had people, Ugh, I hate this country, I'm leaving, I'm moving to this place. And when Trump won, you had everybody on the left like, oh, this place is the worst, I'm getting out here, I'm going to Canada. And I was telling Shalai, yeah. I was like, look, if this dude somehow wins a second term, I'm serious, like, I want to look somewhere else. I don't blame you, yeah, like, <laughs> oh, it's...
1: It's just, it's insane. Like that would be, I guess, the halfway decent thing. It's like I wouldn't be in the country for most of the time. If he won a second term, but yeah, like it's 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 insane. Like I was talking to Corey earlier, and I've had conversations with other people as well. But it's like I legitimately think that he's trying to lose on purpose. Like yes,
3: yeah, I don't disagree with that. I I said that I said that the chalet. I can't remember like when. When, um you know when the when the social justice um, you know protests started back up and the way his reaction to it was so crazy it's like, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's not even hiding his racist yeah. stuff anymore I was like I said to I said I think he really is trying to lose because I was like I don't think he wanted to win in the first place I don't think he,
1: exactly yeah
3: I don't think he thought he was going to win I think he just was like <laughs> I'm going to get in here, I'm going to do this stuff. I'm going to just
1: say stuff, I'm going to make some noise, it's going to be good for my brand yes. and you know it is what it is.
3: Yes, and I'm going to turn around and, and make my own network and I'll be up there with Fox News in terms of like making money with my own network. And I and I and then I think he was just shocked that he won, and then I think he, he got to the point. Yeah,
1: because I remember like that first meeting he had with Barack, and then they had the pictures from it, and just the look on his face was like, "What the f?" Yes. did I just give myself into? <laughs>
3: like, it was it was it was crazy. Yeah, I just think he's like he does not want to win, and I think it's like he really is just like I'm just gonna do where if I want to do at this point because he's been doing yeah. it so it, it's like crazy. I, I
1: yeah i don't think he wants to win and it's like what he's doing is like the same thing he tried to do in 2016 when he didn't think he was going to win yeah. and he's like you know to make it still look good for me because i'm a winner and i'm not a loser I'm gonna say the whole thing is right so that way when I lose, you know, I I didn't really lose. I still won. You know what I'm saying? That's why Yeah. Yeah, That's
3: why he keep doing, like it's the it's gonna be the biggest, most corrupt conspiracy ever in the history of mankind. The biggest cheat. The biggest fraud. I'm like, okay, all right, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And it's
4: like.
1: Because it's it's like the stuff that he's saying, it's like, yo, you cannot, like, what? Like, why are you even saying this? Like, who is letting you say this stuff and be okay with it? And the unfortunate thing, you know, again, it was like when I was talking to Corey, is that it's like, yo, I don't even see how they are still riding with him. Like, anybody, like, finally some Republicans, especially, like, when he said the stuff about changing the election date, and stuff, mm-hmm. they're coming out like, "I right, like you've gone too far now. Like you need to cut it out. Like you know." And they're they're no longer supporting them as much as they were before. But it's just it's, it's ridiculous
3: crazy to me. It's, it's just absolutely crazy. But I I'll have to have you back on to have another discussion about that while you're up here.
1: Yeah, really? no, we can do that for sure. Because yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you about that all day. Because I'm consumed by it. Like lately, and I hate that I'm so consumed by it, but. You know, I'm checking polls and all that other stuff like every other day just to see where it's at, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for
3: jumping on, Rick, and talking about Oh, yeah, no problem.
1: um, I still want to have you on, though, but like I said, I just wasn't mentally prepared to (laughs) ask the questions,
3: but I'll have you on mine. I look forward to it. But thanks a lot, Have a good night. Yeah, no problem. Peace. Bye. Shout out of of, thanks to my brother Ricky for uh, joining me again. Um, You know, even though he's he's been away, uh, it's gonna feel even weirder with him being in a whole other country uh, like Japan. And um, I'm definitely gonna try to get him back on when he gets over there. We get the schedules lined up right. Uh, He'll be going at the end of this month um, and and moving there. So, which uh, actually like we (laughs) said uh you know, now wouldn't be a bad time uh with the way covid is uh going nuts again we're actually not even going nuts again it's never going away um in this country and it's still out of control so uh before I uh, close it out like I said I've been teasing it whole episode here was my initial reaction to uh <laughs> Cardi B and Megan the Stallion's WAP. And this is my, my wife is with me. Um, you listen to the 0 to 100 podcast. What are your thoughts on uh, Cardi B and Meg the Stallion's WAP?
2: I only watched those first couple seconds of it. Did you show me?
3: Do you know what WAP stands for? Are we recording? Yes. Oh. Well, you told me. But I
2: can't say
3: it, cause I don't talk
2: like that. So I'm sorry, I can't, I can't say. It. You don't have to say it either. I'd rather you not.
3: But don't you like? What did you think in the first few minutes?
2: I was disturbed greatly. But then again, I told you I've. Did changed. you want to watch the whole video? No, I have zero interest. Zero.
3: What did you think of the opening when it's the first like? Three lines that comes up.
2: There's some whores in this house. It's terrible. just terrible. But you know what? I feel like I'm showing my age.
3: That's how I I feel. I
2: feel like I'm showing my age when I say that. Because (laughs) I. Profanity offends me now. In a way that it didn't 20 years ago.
3: I feel like that's how I feel. Because it's funny. Like I think back when I was younger. Especially growing up in the um, 90s with hip hop and I was just I'm always gonna love rap and I'm always gonna love this and I'm never gonna like, like, you know, I, I still remember when my dad caught me listening to Wu-Tang Forever and they, the one song was like, it's Wu, mother effer, Wu-Tang, mother effer. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> like, but yeah, when,
2: <laughs> but when I even hear that stuff now, because I used to listen to Wu-Tang, mm-hmm. I mean, like Keith Murray, you know, like most beautiful thing in this world. There's a ton of rap that I used to listen to mm-hmm. 20 years ago that when I hear it now, I'm, I just cringe because I don't like it as I don't like it anymore. I, just See, don't I, still, like the language. I
3: definitely still don't have a problem with the language, but it's just. I don't know what it was about this song and this video in particular that just hit me, like, where I felt myself, like, clutching my pearls. Like, (laughs) what? It's vulgar
2: to say the least. It
3: was just, but that's, it's not even that, I guess. Well, I guess it is that. It's just, it was so bizarre, but it definitely made me feel old because it's like, like I said to you when we were talking about OPP, and I was like, well, you know, we knew what OPP was, but it's like, they didn't just flat out say it, and it was like, it was like innuendo, and it was creative to me, and it was more clever with them talking about it, whereas opposed to this was just like, like, <laughs> you got a back truck, this is my garage, stick it in it, and I was just like, good God, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's funny, but I just almost feel like even, I feel like there's too much reaction to it from both sides. Like there's too many people like, yeah, which makes me laugh because I keep, I, I look back on the Dave Chappelle joke that I always found hilarious when he was like, he did a stand up and he was saying, he, <laughs> he was like, ladies, he's like, I understand, like, you know, you're kind of like, just because I'm wearing this outfit, that does not make me a whore. And he was like, that's like if I'm in the club and I'm wearing a fireman's uniform. but like, hey, it's a fireman. Like, just because I'm wearing this fireman's uniform, that does not mean I'm a fireman. He's like, so you're right. You're not a whore, but you're wearing a whore's <laughs> uniform. And I think about that, and it's like... it's I can't call that. Like, I can't say that, but if you... Coming out, and the first line... Jesus, There's some whores in this house. There's some, I'm like...
2: What? But like I was telling you before, that's... You know, women will say... They'll use words like that amongst themselves. It, you know, with their friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've heard women say to their actual girlfriends, like the girls, they, their crew, the girls they hang with. Like, what's up, ho? What's up with my hoes? How y'all hoes doing? Ho, you know you like that. (laughs) Or just like, I don't know why you try to act all funny, ho. Ho, that outfit looks good, girl. That ho, I mean, that's how they talk. It's it's crazy to me. But, like, for instance, I remember when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Now, that was over 25 years ago now. Mm -hmm. But, um... I remember in high school, we used to call each other roaches. Roaches aren't mm-hmm. cute insects. Mm-hmm. They're not like pretty, like butterflies. It's derogatory. And it's no different than, we're like, what's up, roach? Where my roaches at? I'm never roach. Really... Are you serious? I don't know why we said it. It was That's the craziest weird. when I think back, but we used to say, we used to call each other roaches.
3: I guess it's funny too because, like, I try to look at it like, the same way people be like, they have issues with people using the m like us using the M-word. Because I I use it a lot. You you do. I even, like, even on here when I try not to, um, but it's like, I don't know, it's like, it's just a different thing in terms, but I guess it's the same. And I, it's like, you try to take something negative and you try to make it your own or whatever, but I just think there.
2: And that's why the song says there's some whores in this house. For that, for what you just said right there. I guess. That's it exactly. It's the it's same just, reason we used to call me and my girlfriend, she used to call each other roaches in high school.
3: Roaches aren't cool. That is so bizarre. I don't even know what, what that do not even make sense.
2: I don't know where it came from, but I remember it very clearly. It was my senior year, and there was this thing about we that's just started weird. saying
3: roaches. Yeah, well, that's it's good that you dropped that because that doesn't make you I didn't sense. know any better. I was
2: like seventeen.
3: <laughs> so, uh, what else was I gonna say to you, though? Um, what else was I gonna say? Oh, now I remember. It, it, the last thing I'll say about the video, and and I know you didn't get that deep in, but you saw it was like a petition for um, to get Kylie Jenner. Removed from, like, out of all the stuff in the song, the only thing that most people seem to be the most upset about was the fact that Kylie Jenner was in the video. And it was, like, this moment where she was kind of singled out in particular. Like, there's a bunch of models and stuff in the video. But, like, her in particular people was, like, really offended. And I was just, like, I I think it was funny because I think I equated it to, well, isn't she fit perfectly? Because... She's a media so for not
2: I'm not really into... Uh, so I know Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. I know, like, in my mind, I know what she looks like every mm-hmm. time I see her. And I also know what Khloe Kardashian looks like. I don't know. It, do, does they Kylie are, Jenner have a big fake behind, too? Yeah. Oh, they all do.
3: Yeah, they're all fake uh, bodied up. Okay, like yeah, okay. they're only so because
2: when you said models, and I was just like, Oh, like models, like supermodels, because they don't have big, giant butts. But
3: yeah, hers isn't as big as Kim's, it's, it's uh, definitely nowhere near. But you know, it's she didn't like, she didn't earn it, like, she uh, that's like uh, <laughs> she didn't put in the work for that, like, she built that, just uh, like you know, but hers, yeah, hers is manufactured, yeah, it's manufactured, yeah, it's not, it's not, um. It's not what you would call it's not organic. Okay. <laughs> That's GMO. Okay. <laughs> That's GMO, bro.
2: That's funny. GMO. Genetically modified. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. What? That's hilarious. Now now you can say, man, that girl got a GMO by
3: Alright, I appreciate you uh, no sharing problem, your thoughts baby. on that I know well. I'm an
2: old fogey and I know mm. my views on a lot of things are... you are sure
3: not. It's just, you're. I don't even think it's that. I just, I don't know. I just think our mindset is different. And I think even sure. like people, young people now are probably like, who knows, like years later, they'll look back and be like, oh, remember, the, remember when things was classic where they used to talk about Wap.
0: I guess.
2: Hopefully they'll be offended by it when they get to be in their forties and stuff. I hope that they're offended. I guess. And I'm, I'm hoping that because some of the hip hop that I used to listen to, I don't want my kids to listen to that. I don't want them to listen to some of that.
3: So, I mean, I guess I'm not quite there yet. Even though it's like, yeah, there's some stuff I probably wouldn't let them listen to at least until they're older but yeah i mean you know it's it's all cyclical I, i would say but thanks for joining me for that that brief uh discussion
2: you're welcome
3: come back anytime
2: i'm going to bed now
3: all right good night good night that's gonna do it for the zero to 100 podcast episode 48 once again uh giving big shout out of thanks to my wife for joining me uh staying up past her bedtime for that episode and my brother uh, ricky uh, for joining me as well um so let me know what your thoughts are on all the things we discussed if you've bought a house, what is your experience been like? My brother, Corey, who I actually meant to to get him, uh, him on as well, because he him and his wife actually just bought a house as well, and they closed very soon on their house, so uh, that's exciting. Everybody is, we're adulting, adulting, as I like to say. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been fun and interesting and crazy, this experience overall. Um... I'm looking forward to the adventure of growing in this house. Uh, we're still in the midst of furnishing it, and because um, we went from a one-bedroom apartment to this, you know, four-bedroom, four-bathroom uh, house, which is we have to get all this stuff for. But we're not, you know, we're not going to try to overdo it. That's the key. Um, that I'm I'm learning very quickly, and uh, in, in terms of. Addressing the things in this house, but I really look forward to growing uh, with my wife. And as we, you know, build our family in this house, I look forward to that. Um, coming up in the next episode of Zero to 100 podcast, I'm going to have some friends on uh, because Joe Biden finally made his vice president uh, selection in Kamala Harris. Uh, what are our thoughts on that? Especially because, uh, you know, a lot of people are not. 100% enthused. They weren't very enthused with Biden. They're not very enthused with Kamala Harris, but I, I, I'm actually incredibly happy with the choice in terms of Kamala Harris. There was you know a number of, of candidates out there. Uh, I actually think she's a really good choice, uh, even though she's not perfect. And like what I did like you know last year when I was trying to do. Um, political spotlights on candidates uh, on the democratic side that are going to be running for president i definitely had my issues with her um but you know i'll get into those discussions in the next episode but overall i am happy with the choice i'm happy it's a woman of color i'm happy like i'm happy it's a woman um i think that If Biden were to win, if they were to win and he only did a term, then I'd be more than happy with him turning it over to her. So, uh, but we'll we'll get into that, the full, more detailed discussion of that uh, in the next episode. And um, so once again, if you want to join the conversation, make sure you email the show uh, 0 to 100 pod. At gmail.com, that's the number zero, T O, number 100, P O D, at gmail.com. Also, make sure you follow me on Twitter at WCWPoet. Uh, one last thing in regards to uh, my reaction to WAP or people's reaction to it, I really would like to know what you guys thought. Um, it's, I don't know, it's, and it's so weird to me because it's, it's I don't know if it was just be like I said we you know there's songs that my parents would listen to hear me say and they'd be like or, or listen to and they'd be appalled and shocked like what i can't believe this but i mean there, there's tons of songs that are explicit in a, a number of manners but it's almost like i just i don't know maybe it is just me showing my age and i'm feeling like old oh, man where it's like oh here's the creativity in the artistry, <laughs> but. It's just, like, even with, with OPP, it's like everybody knew what it meant. It was just, but it's like, you know, you just allude to it. You just, It's just, but it was also so clever to me. And it was such a dope song. I guess, like, my biggest issue with it is, like, I actually just don't even like the song. I just think it's kind of a whack song, to be honest. Like, not the message per se. Like, there's even nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. Well, I mean, it's, it's weird. I'll say that. Like, as a man, it's... It's weird, I don't quite get it. So, in fact, maybe I'll do a longer episode where I have some of my female friends on um, because I know I have a number of female friends that love the song. And and that's like to me, a discussion for another episode. So, if you're a female listener or you're one of my friends that listens to the show, hit me up. Let me know if you like to participate in that discussion. Because I do, I, I kind of do want to have like a longer discussion on it um, other than just a brief little reactionary snippet that you guys heard today. Um, if you have any other uh, ideas for episodes as well, make sure you hit me up. So next episode, uh, definitely we'll be having our discussion or reaction to Kamala Harris and uh, a Marvel Cinematic Universe re-review. Not sure which movie it will be. yet. Yeah, probably the Incredible Hulk but possibly the uh, Captain America First Avenger. But you're listening to the Zero to 100 podcast. Uh, this is episode 48. Always be closing. Until next time, yo!